depending on who you talk to, banking has changed more or less before the arrival of COVID-19. The, the changes continue to happen, particularly in places where lockdowns are most severe. What is also certain, the transformation we are experiencing are in part due to the changes in consumer behavior, maturing digital technologies, and evolving regulation. Now, there are two areas you can look at here, the outside phase of banking, and the other is what we tend to call the guts of the banking process. With us today is Ganesh Vasudevan, Research Director, IDC Financial Insights Asia Pacific, to talk about changes in retail banking, specifically at the bank branch. Ganesh, welcome to Podcast for Future CIO. Thank you. Thank you, Alan. It's my pleasure to be here with you. In the context of the bank branch, what is the most significant change to how banks engage with customers today? And, and I mean today, post-COVID already. Post-COVID uh, had a significant bearing on the way the bank branches were uh, functioning in the Asia-Pacific region. In fact, not only Asia-Pacific, but the uh, world at large. Now, what has happened, pandemic created a monumental shift from physical to a digital platform by accelerating the natural progress many times over. And I say the natural progress, in fact, prior to COVID-19 also, there was a significant digitization which was gaining momentum. And what happened post-COVID is that, okay, it got accelerated, like in the technical parlance, they say about three years of projects were getting delivered within three months. So that kind of escalation happened with, with the introduction of the pandemic. That was the one of the primary change which I would associate with the COVID-19. Then the second aspect which we might have noticed about is that the end of cash has never been disclosure. When I say the end of cash has never been disclosure, is that okay with pandemic and the adoption of the digitalization by the customers, the usage of cash significantly dropped in the Asia-Pacific region. In fact, if we go by the statistics, it is basically real-time payment has outstripped the cash payments in the micro and retail segment altogether. So similarly, the third important element, which is bringing the attention of the banks across the Asia-Pacific region, is their ability or the nimbleness to leverage their physical space along with the technology, whereby the branch is coming into the picture and more specifically for the incumbent banks. Because when we talk about banks per se, banking as a whole, we will notice that okay, the only thing which is going to differentiate banks vis-a-vis -vis a fintech or a big tech will be the branch. So that is an important element which they are taking cognizance of and how they need to leverage upon. So these are the broad three changes which I feel had an impact in the recent future and which going forward will be significantly transforming the way the branch banking model is going to operate. Just to be clear, in Asia at least, we're not forecasting the demise of the branch, right? It's still going to be part of the Absolutely. banking space. Let me tell you, in fact, if we go by the statistics of World Bank itself at large, if you exclude the high-income economy in East Asia Pacific, the branch banking has grown during the last one decade and it continues to grow. So when I talk about high economy, it's basically Singapore, Hong Kong, part of Australia. Those are the areas, barring that, majority of the Asia-Pacific region has witnessed growth in branch banking. And the same trend in South Asia as well. 
whereby it has grown by close to 10% across, uh, during the last one decade. So you can assume that, okay, it is not going to go away altogether. As I said that, okay, branch is going to be going forward with the digitization. Branch is the only differentiating factor, mm-hmm. which will be differentiating a conventional bank from a big tech or a fintech. Because the physical branch is something which will derive the trust and the confidence of the customer in dealing with the finance. That much is true. There's still something to be said about having been physically there as commanding the trust of the customer. True, uh, because when I would just like to add one thing that when we talk about bank branch, the three element which comes into play is that, okay, one is the marketing perspective mm-hmm. because the community based and around that marketing. The second is the services. And the third most important element is the trust. With the digitization, to a fair extent, services have all almost more to that digital platform. But if you talk about trust and marketing, how effective it is going to differentiate or distinguish or bring up the bank's brand identity is something which is yet to be figured out. Because trust is gained through visibility and branch brings in that. In terms of the bank branches, uh, how has this change translated into the products sold at bank branches and the channels used to market these products? You, You talked about marketing just now. Uh, I would say that, okay, when we talk about banking product per se, we can segregate them broadly into three segments. That is an asset product, a liability product, and the payments. So if I have to say that, okay, post-COVID, what has changed? Broadly, that asset and liability is something which has been digitized over a period of time. Payment is the product portfolio, which has significantly changed over the period of uh, since COVID impact has been witnessed. Now, when I say the payment, the payment overlay services, whereby the fintech gained significant momentum. At the same time, big techs are also gaining significant ground in the payment space. So I would say among the products, the payment element has evolved significantly over what it was in the pre-COVID period. Now, incidentally, when we talk about payment, payment cannot be in isolation. So payment is tied up to the liability product of the bank. And that's how the cascading effect of the evolution of the payment had an impact on the liability product portfolio of the banks as well. And asset, just because of the economic strain and the wider social ramification, there was a bit of impact. But among all three, I would say the payment is one which had a significant bearing on how it has evolved during the post-COVID era. And to extrapolate in terms of the channels which has facilitated is that like mobile banking, if you go by the purely by statistics, it has grown by more than 50% year on year. And in fact, uh, cumulatively, we expect in Asia Pacific region, the mobile banking usage is going to grow up by more than 75% by 2023 from the base of 2019. So that its entire banking portfolio or the branch users profile is radically transforming on account of this channel usage. And when we talk about the payment product specifically, I would not generalize payment. It is when we talk about the payment overlay services, it is basically a product like a request to pay or for that matter, any kind of retail payment or account proxies or for that matter, even the P2P payments are something which has been gaining significant momentum on account of the COVID-19 impact. What do you see will be the biggest challenges or hurdles that bank branches will face as they adopt to changes occurring around this, whether it's the COVID or the customer behavior or even regulation? 
I would say on all these three measures, what you said about the customer behavior and the COVID or the broader social impact and the regulation, all three equally plays a significant role. And when the bank is thinking about the branch transformation at large, the important element from the bank's point of view, the hurdle which comes is that rethinking or revisiting the existing branch banking model. And they need to think about it in a very open-minded way. When I say so, what I mean is that there is an, no industry industry-wide reference about the right approach for a branch banking transformation. Every bank is evolving by trial and error, by adopting what they feel is the best. But the most important element in this transformation is to identify that branch channel has got an important role going forward and how we need to leverage that. And the bank executive, in absence of an industry-wide reference point, they need to leverage not only the internal uh, orchestration of the various teams that facilitate the transaction, but the broader economic and social attributes in terms of demographics, uh, metrics of the location and rest of the things before the transition to bank branches, the transformation is adopted, the approach for the transformation is adopted. And a couple of key important elements, I would say, will be the front line because I feel that, okay, unlike the conventional bank branches, the importance of the frontline efficiency and the knowledge of the frontline staff will be more critical and important at the same time how the technology is bringing the relevant resources at the press of a button to that resource so that the efficient and a seamless service is extended to the customer and that is an important element which will be a challenge to bring about easier said than done in terms of converging the technology to an individual who can seamlessly navigate use that technology to deliver value to the end customer you just said the right word technology and seamlessly navigate <laughs> you can have the best bells and whistles in a device Nobody wants to use it or don't know how to use it, you're in trouble. True, true, absolutely. And that is where the maximum execution is the place where maximum failure happens. You might be having the best of the solutions, still you mess it up in terms of execution. Yeah. Speaking of solutions and technologies uh, affecting the bank branch transformation, which ones do you feel will have the most impact, especially in the short to midterm? Primarily, just on account of, look, I would say that when the digital transition happened, the first challenge is about the identity, establishing a digital identity. Now, the physical identity was easy. So naturally, the digital identity, then you feel that, okay, the technology which will facilitate me achieving that digital identity, whether it be facial recognition, even the voice uh, recognition, or for that matter, biometrics, those related technologies will be something which will be the primary stepping stone in terms of engaging with the customer without an irrefutable identity crisis in terms of, okay, who is who he is claiming to be and who is he. The second important element will be in terms of the other contactless technologies. When we talk about contactless, like we might have seen ourselves that, okay, whether it be QR or NFC mm-hmm. and uh, related uh, geo static uh, technologies which facilitates contactless engagement with the customer that will be something which will be facilitating more transactional event like qr code and payment and payment and settlement will be more seamless in real time with the technologies like nfcs and qr code related then the third important area will be the intelligent platform what i call it when we call it uh, talk about intelligent platform we might have witnessed that okay off late we have got significant traction in the areas of bots 
whether it be chatbots or conversational bots and back-end AI tools which is facilitating that. So effectively replacing individuals and bringing value in terms of uh, information which is required to service the customer. Those intelligent platforms which need to be there at the branch level, which I said, okay, the staff need to be equipped with the kind of tools which can make him or her engage effectively with the customer. So the intelligent platform will be the third element. And the fourth element invariably will be the video aspect of it. Because in absence of in-person engagement, there will be a remote virtual face-to-face kind of interaction and video technology possibly, not only in terms of self-service devices, but even ATMs and rest of the self-serving machines will be having the channels for interacting on a real-time basis with customer uh, with bank employees so that okay you get an empathetic uh, engagement with the customer in spite of the digitalization of the uh, services all of these things that we're talking about the changes that's happening at the bank branch the transformations undergoing the the way it's impacting products and how we engage with customers how are all of these impacting the role of the cio CIO is, in fact, I would say that, okay, CIO's role has radically changed over what it was and what it is going to be. And it is very important for the CIOs to realize the difference and how they are going to take it forward, their uh, organization for the next normal. And when I say CIOs, like conventionally CIOs have been more like a manager who is uh, managing the technology landscape of the bank and taking orders, okay, and uh, delivering services to the internal customers. When I say internal customer, different persons vertical asking for this solution, that solution, and they are bringing it. Now, CIOs role is transitioning from a tactical person to more a strategic person who himself or herself need to have a wider perspective beyond technology. And when we say beyond technology, he has to be a visionary in terms of uh, what is it that is required, a better understanding of the evolution of the business and aligning it with the technology component that will facilitate in achieving that. So he or she needs to be a strategist and visionary vis-a-vis what he was a more tactical or operational person. The second important element will be how he or she is going to bridge the gap between the past and the future. And that is an important attribute of a CIO, especially in the incumbent bank. Because when we talk about the technology expenses in the incumbent bank, more than 80% of the technology expense as we speak today is towards maintaining the existing infrastructure, maintaining. There is hardly 15 to 20% which is going on forward-looking technology spending. And that aspect needs to have a different perspective from the CIO's uh, uh, understanding of the business and how the business is evolving. And he needs to bridge that gap in terms of how the technology is evolving and bridge the gap between the past and the future to narrow it down so that, okay, the services are effectively rendered to the customer. And the most important element in the change ecosystem is that, what I said, ecosystem. And that is what is going to be a differentiating factor, how the CIOs are going to orchestrate the ecosystem for the wider good of the organization and the growth of the organization. And when I say orchestration of the ecosystem, because we are increasingly going into a connected ecosystem, that the bank henceforth will not be a standalone entity serving financial need of the customer. They will be tying up with across industry, not only the financial sector, but across multiple uh, participants in the market and seamlessly service and provide banking to the people over there rather than, okay, in isolation providing a banking services. 
and that aspect which CIO needs to that orchestration of the ecosystem will be a critical role which they will have to do it on their own because none of the rest of the business verticals will be more focused on the top line growth and as the CIO the enabler of uh, to achieve that top line growth he will have to facilitate that orchestration of uh, ecosystem for the benefit of the financial institution. Ganesh, thank you for joining me on Podchats for Future CIO. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Alan. That was Ganesh Vasudevan, Research Director, IDC Financial Insights for Asia Pacific, on the topic of monetizing the new banking paradigm. You are listening into Podchats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now.